What is going on, everybody? We are the Honolulu Blues Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Stark. Got my boys, as usual, Nick and Julius. And I see Nick, you're already repping the Michigan State. I said we are going to talk a little Michigan, Michigan State basketball. As I'm sure most of you know, there was a few, well, not really a few, just one main incident, a couple, you know, swinging, arm punching, madness. Suck it went through. (laughs) Yeah. The whole suck it, man. That was like the little cherry on top of that whole just absolute mess. But, uh, boys, what is popping? How have you been, Julius? Uh, me and you were kind of on the same page today, so we both had spaghetti. But were you, were you, were you having the full spaghetti noodles beef, or, or were you just do you just like the pasta sauce and noodles? I I just had the pretty much like the pasta sauce. That's like the main ingredient, really, because my wife make it like with like meat in it, and she got like her own recipe, and it's we call it meat sauce, really, and then just with spaghetti noodles. It's just like. Parmesan on top. Oh yeah, Parmesan. I mm. even sprinkle some like uh, some uh, cayenne red flakes on it. You know, get a little a little, a little, kick. S- a little spice. I yeah. dude, I put way too much Parmesan cheese on my spaghetti. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong with it though. No. I mean, it does all. No such thing as too much cheese. Hot spaghetti. That's right. <laughs> cheese. It, it's hilarious too, because quick little side tangent. My girlfriend's little brother, he's eight, and he's a total like cheese head. He loves freaking eating cheese all the time, but he won't put it on anything. And I'm like, dude, you love cheese. You eat string cheese. You eat little like cheese balls, all sorts of cheeses. Put it on, you know, your chips. Put it like he won't eat it on his like tacos or like anything. And I'm like, you like cheese? You like tacos? Combine them, and it's gonna taste delicious. <laughs> dude, I tell you what, my daughter. She loves cheese. She loves bread. She hates a grilled cheese. Kids got a mind of their own. Dude. I know. Kids, yeah. I don't know, man. Sometimes they just they just tell themselves, "I don't like this." Yeah. 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 <laughs> they don't. You guys probably know that a little more than I do, <laughs> but uh, not a whole lot going on. In Lions news. Uh, the biggest thing was Aubrey Pleasant is coming back. His final. I, I don't know if his like if they just didn't elect to have another interview with him or what, but the saints are moving forward with other candidates. So Albert Pleasant is back with the lions as a, uh, was he our DB coordinator? I believe. Yeah, I think so. Secondary coordinator. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Secondary coach, I guess we can just hop right into it because this was kind of like the biggest, you know, sports center national news segment the last couple of days. And that's the whole Juwan Howard taking a swing at the Wisconsin head coach. I'm going to try to pronounce this whole last name because it's hard. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, Julius, let me get your take on this because I know Nick, me and Nick talked a little bit on Twitter. We went back and forth, but I know you're a Michigan guy. So do you think the five games, because I I think Michigan may have gotten off a little bit light. I Although I feel like the five games is enough. I feel like I just, I don't know. As a punch or a swing seems like it could could be, you know, a full extra season or Big Ten tourney. The fact that this was college basketball and not the NBA, <laughs> I feel like the the penalty should have been more severe because these are student athletes involved and we're talking about assault. We're talking about, you know, violence that shouldn't even happen, right? And so let me just say this. As a Michigan fan, as a Jawan Howard fan, I understand Jawan Howard. Okay, I sympathize with him because 
you don't like to lose. And the way things transpired at the end of the game with the refs and, and the Wisconsin coaches, okay, you get salty, all right? It happens, right? And if I'm Jawan Howard, if I'm, if I'm feeling that deep pit of saltiness after losing that game, I'm not shaking hands because I already know that I'm on fire inside. And that's pretty much what happened. He went to the handshake line on fire mentally and it poured out onto the court. Right. And so you just got to be smart, Jawan. You just got to be smart. If you're the head coach of the University of Michigan basketball team, the leaders and the best, there's a standard, man. And you you went way below that standard when you threw those punches. So I wouldn't have mind if he got suspended for the rest of the season, even though I'm glad he didn't lose his job. Um, just got to be smarter about it, smart about it. And I, I'm a competitor, you know, and like I get I don't like to lose and I know myself. So I just I'm just a quiet when I'm when, I, when I'm in that state and anybody else you, you already know. So it's just uncalled for. There's no excuse for it. I'm giving no excuse for it. He got five games. I would have suspended him for the entire season. You wouldn't have saw him again until until next uh, November, whenever the season starts. Yeah, fair enough. It was, uh, it wasn't, you know, a whole like badass, oh, Shawan Howard moment as like some of the, you know, young kids might want to think. It was like a, it was almost like a face palm or even was a face palm for it. It was just like, come on, Michigan, you can't be not that. Oh, you can maybe a little push it and shove in and, you know, something like that, but swinging, that's a whole different story. So, yeah, Julius, I'm right there with you. I wouldn't have been surprised if it would have been the whole Big Ten tourney, the whole rest of this whole season. I, I was pretty confident he wasn't going to get fired just because it's it's a whole NCAA's money and whole. And, you know what, though, no, Adam? You know what, Adam? It might rally the team. If, if Jawan Howard is as good of a coach as, as we thought him to be, he can use this. He can turn this into something that could uplift the team instead of just totally put the nail in the coffin, wasted failure of a season that ended with Jawan Howard meltdown. How about you use this to, you know, finish the season strong? We'll see. I hope so. Nick, uh, some thoughts, I guess, from a Michigan State guy. Um, Julius really hit the nail on the head with a lot of what he said, in my opinion. Like he, uh, <clears throat> the the biggest thing about this, and like, okay, so I'll start out by saying, like, as like a basketball fan and just like someone who likes watching basketball, and born and raised with the Detroit Bad Boys, it was it's the first time I've ever seen a coach like swing at another coach like that. Man, it was it was like let's go like that's that's that Detroit right, mentality is. exactly man Detroit versus Michigan versus everybody Julius like that could really freaking upstart this team and watch him just run the tournament when he comes back like run the Big Ten tournament well, not the actual tournament but run the Big Ten tournament and have this like crazy momentum going in I could see all that I do think that he. Just deserves to lose. I, I do think he just deserves to lose his job. Like I don't, I don't think there's any way around it because what we're doing here is showing like that this is okay, right? Like, like where's where's the line? Where's the line? Like you you need to connect and like knock someone unconscious for you to lose your job. Just like swinging at someone and connecting to their temple isn't is 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 only delegated to five games, especially as Julie alluded to. 
these are not professional athletes. These are not 22, like 20, 25, 26, 27, 30 year old guys. These are impressionable, impressionable kids who came. A lot of them came from tougher neighborhoods where they've seen this, but you go to this, you know, school and you're, you know, we need to be classy where the, where the top of the top of the top. And then you see your coach do this. And I think this could have a ripple effect on just a few kids, even kids just watching the game. Um, they'll see like what happens when you lose and when you are losing so badly that you get so infuriated that the opponent does a very legal, very okay timeout. And that one timeout, you get so frustrated, even though you're sending five full press, right? They got their backups in kids that are the future of this team, of that program, kids that need confidence, that, that coach for Wisconsin decided, I don't like the what, what I just called. I don't care how many seconds are left. I'm calling a timeout, and I'm going to adjust my guys to a new place so that they see that there's never a time that we're going to take a second off, myself included, the coach being, speaking, speaking on behalf of the coach. No one ever takes a, time, takes a second off in this team. That's great. Juwan Howard got so mad at that, so mad that he – was like he he got so mad he had to say something to the coach. I'll I'll remember that. Well, that coach didn't like that. Then Juwan Howard grabs his shirt. The, you know the other guy grabbed his arm and blah blah blah. We the rest is history. All this is so impressionable on eighteen year olds, nineteen year olds that it just is inexcusable. And it would be almost okay if this was his first time. But as I alluded to on Twitter with you, Adam. This is not the first time we've seen this. We've seen him now not swing at another coach, but charge another coach. Try to go get into the face of another coach. Like, everyone, Bobby Knight threw a chair at someone. That's what we're born and raised with. Well, dude, we're not playing in the 80s and 90s no more. It's just not how you do it anymore. You don't have the Bill Parcells in the NFL. You don't have the Bobby Knights. Tom Izzo's like one of the last freaking, and even he was getting scrutinized last year for grabbing his player's arm. You know, you don't do that. And I, and I didn't defend Tom Izzo at that point. I'm just saying that five games is inexcusable for the NCAA. But as Adam said, it's all about the money. Show me the money, honey. And John and Howard I, ain't losing speaking up. Speaking of so. money, what was silly is they fined him 40 grand, which is like, that's pocket change, especially yeah. for, you know, a Michigan. I mean, I get he you can discard his NBA past, but he's still the head coach of Michigan. So it's like, I think it should have been at least high – I five figure. But Number. listen, no, real quick. Don't understate that this could really turn around Michigan season in a positive way. Yes. Because they are, a good coach. they're at the bottom now. There's nothing to lose. Like, like they're, they're a disappointment of a team. They start off the season in the top five. They're unranked, barely on the, uh, uh, the tournament bubble. You know, what else do you have to lose? If I'm Jawan Howard, I'm telling my players, like, you know, just go after it. It's y'all versus everybody. It's like when Michigan's plane almost like crashed, had to crash land in the yeah. river, and they freaking won like twelve games in a row after that. They all were just like, "Well, we we faced death, you know, basically." Got to lose. Like, yeah, we got nothing to lose, dude. What if we get the Michigan Wisconsin rematch in the BTT? It's possible. That's my run it. That would be okay. so cool. <laughs> be so that fun. would be great. Uh, all right, let's move forward. Talk a little Detroit Lions. 
free agents, not so much Lions free agents, but free agents that could be coming to the Lions. And we are going to start with the wide receivers, but all in all, we're going to be talking about the pass catchers, so wide receivers and tight ends. And if you guys do have some running backs that you know are heavy pass catching running backs that you think we should bring in, feel free to bring them up. But uh, I'm just going to go down by guy by guy for some free agent wide receivers. And you guys just give me in or out on them, and we can just go from there. So first off is Chris Godwin. He's coming off an ACL tear. He's had two 1,100-yard or more seasons. He was having a great season last year, potentially going to be his best, had his most season receptions of his career, and then he tore his ACL, I believe, week 13 or week 14. And now Tom Brady leaves, so... I'm pretty confident Godwin isn't going to return to Tampa Bay. Maybe he does, but I feel like he's going to go chase the bag somewhere. So, Nick, let's start with you. Chris Godwin, would you be in or out on him? Chris Godwin, I'm in. I was trying to quickly pull up. I was doing too many things at once, and now I'm going to stammer real quick while I get right back to where I wanted to be, which is right here. So, Chris Godwin, I'm in for, like, certain scenarios, but... Like, of all the multiverses out there, I feel like the majority, I'm, I'm in on them. There's, there's some scenarios where I would be like, oh, that's too much money for him. I'd be, he's he's going to what? I mean, what do we think? Like, 20, 20 mil a year? Yeah. 20, 21 mil? Probably going to be like yeah. that. Like I feel um, like he's one of the guys where you can't, you know, play the ACL card. Yeah, exactly. But you got your you'll be thinking about it. Exactly. So yeah. you're spending 21 million guy just and we just saw OBJ re-tear his ACL that he tore a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. So it's like fresh on owners' minds and GM's minds, in my opinion. It was that the year ACL tears. I saw a thing. I want to say I can't remember how many it was. I want to say it was like 56 ACL tears this season or something. It was it was a ridiculous high number. Uh, every, yeah, and then also uh is chris godwin did he play with amanio at penn state Oof, I, i'm not 100 too... sure but i know they're both kind of like contracts are similar they're both in their like fourth fifthish year i don't know but i do want to keep saying real quick about chris godwin that he's also like 25 he'll be 26 right i believe at the beginning of the year like that's that's huge yeah he just turned or no he will be 26 in like a Three few months. days, actually. Yeah, five oh. days. Oh, in five. Okay, yeah. So so he'll be 26. So yeah, so true. young. That is an investment in your money. Give him the house. Give him 21 mil, five years. Almost don't even have to worry about drafting receiver in the top three picks now. Try to pull another Amonra St. Brown. Maybe re-sign a, a younger guy or just see if Quintez Cephas is ready to take that second role. Maybe, in my opinion, we'll talk probably about him, but maybe re-sign Josh Reynolds to a cheaper deal. Get him, Amonra, and Chris Godwin running. The big thing is that Chris Godwin plays in the slot, and so does Amonra, so that's kind of like the the big, you're spending a lot of money for a, for a position you really already have. But whatever, I think Chris Godwin's good enough. Put him on the side, he'll be just fine. Julius, Chris Godwin, what do you think about him? Spot track lists his current market, market value at $18.1 million per season. And if we're talking multi-year, three, four-year deal for the Detroit Lions, Chris Godwin, the route running technician he is, you're exactly right. He's Amon Ross St. Brown just, you know, like three years later. 
Okay, so we have two Amon Ross St. Browns. Is that a bad thing? No. <laughs> and there's been there's been talk of of drafting a guy that fits the mode of Amon Ross St. Brown, like um, that comes to mind real quick. Um, uh, there's so many receivers. I'm not even gonna go there. This is not a draft episode. Okay, <laughs> this is a free agent. And- episode, but. Go ahead. Sorry, I cut you off, Julius. No, no, no. Go saying. ahead. You uh, they did play. Amanio and Chris Godwin did play two seasons oh, together at oh, Penn wow. State. Oh, so. wow. That's how young Chris Godwin is, that they play. he played with Amanio, who has not even reached his first contract year yet. Anyway, Chris Godwin just seems older than he is. He's just been so good for so long in the NFL. You're like, dang, he's only – It's 20. rookie season, I believe, is when he really he, – he didn't he didn't break out, but he showed, he popped off his rookie season. That's when I was like, oh, this guy Chris Godwin. Yeah, he rookie season. Drafted in the second round. Third, third, rookie season, 34 catches, 525 yards, one touchdown. <clears throat> and then that next year is when he kind of showed some improvement. He drastically you know, improved. He had 525 his first year, 842 his second year, and then 1,300 his third year with nine touchdowns. So Definitely. The ACL, real quick, the ACL, though. Like, I'm not going to lie, that does worry me. Do I want to pay $18, $18 million a year to a guy who might lose a step? I mean, it's not guaranteed he gets it all back. It depends on the player. We've seen it before. We can make arguments. We can do – anybody have the inside track on his recovery? Do the Lions have the inside track on the source of his recovery? These are things we need to talk about when it's a player coming off injury like that. Well, unfortunately, Chris Godwin wasn't the only wide receiver to tear his ACL. There was another one, Michael Gallup. Uh, he tore his ACL pretty much like the same time as Godwin. It was either like a week before, a week after, right at the end of the season. Both were having good seasons, uh, kind of playing some of their best ball. Godwin had uh, 35 catches, 4 to 45 yards in eight games, and three touchdowns. So he was doing good, and then obviously the ACL tear and that end of the season. So the Cowboys did – Initially, they said they didn't want to bring Gallup back, and then he had a solid season towards ACL, and now they're kind of talking about they want to bring him back. So I don't know if Gallup will want to be back with Amari and CD. I mean, maybe they, they cut Amari because that's a possibility that's too, which would be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I could see it happening. Michael Gallup's 25. He's still young. He's like Chris Godwin. They're right around the same age, same pretty close birthdays too. But uh, Julius, let's start with you first. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup also coming off a major injury. <laughs> like I remember, I remember midway through the season, I was a yes on both Chris Godwin and Michael Gallup. I was already thinking about both of them as being free agent ads, but the ACL does give those, those major injuries does give me pause. Michael Gallup was a he's a big play receiver, kind of buried on a depth chart in Dallas, but you know he made the most of his opportunities. Even though uh, his third from his second to his third season, he kind of dropped off and play a little bit. Um, that could have been an arrival of CD Lamb. I'm not sure, but. Do I want to pay him what Spot Track has him at, which is about twelve and a half million dollars a season? No, no. But I'll take ten million dollars. I'll give him a one-year, ten million dollar deal to come in and be our, you know, because we got some dogs on our depth chart, uh, and we're I'm sure we're gonna draft some guys. I'm not ready to make anoint Michael Gallup this uh, big-time contract with the Lions 
to make, you know, be our number one receiver, which is what we really need. Um, so right now I would say I'm on the fence with it closer to no than yes. Yeah. I, uh, I think the lions are definitely in more need of like top tier wide receivers and media and like almost below mediocre, below average wide receivers that can, that can be dogs that can out, you know, beat out Trinity Benson on our roster. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of, so Michael Gap falls right in the middle of that. And He's he's a guy that has decreased in everything, right? Three years in the NFL goes from six touchdowns to five to two, 16 yards per reception to 14 to 12, 1,100 yards to 800 to 400. You know what I mean? 112 targets to 105 to 62. Every single game's played 14, 16. He went up in his second year, and still everything went down year one, year two, year three. Yeah, sure, they added in. CD uh CD Lamb it just Michael Gallup doesn't give you enough he shows flashes he shows that he will make some solid plays catch probably 600 700 yards for his next team uh but he's he's not going to be anything more than a wide receiver to maybe he'll be, he'll be like wide receiver one for the Raiders and even still he'll only catch about 700 yards because Lined up on double team, Gallup isn't anything. He's just not. So yeah. I, I don't like him. You make a great point there, Nick, on saying he's right in between. He's not, you know, the Lions are looking for guys that are below Amon Ra or way above him. And he's right on there. And so this, you know, I mean, I love Gallup. You know, I've been big on him. And I, I still would, would like him. But I wouldn't be surprised if it came to where – Amonra was getting double teamed and it was Gallup was that two where we want Amonra to be that two to take advantage of the cornerback two. And it's just, you know, cornerbacks and defenses would have an easier time knowing that they don't really have to double either if they don't want to. Yeah. Well, how much, what's the most you'd pay Michael Gallup to come? I would probably say like 10, 11 around there. Man, you guys are both higher than me. I, I don't think I'd go over like $8 million for him. And it would be – but I'd give him like two or three years because he is so young. I'd give him two, three for like $8, eight million a year. And I would, I would I would take a little gamble on him at that point. But that's about it. All right. Another wide receiver we got. Uh, he didn't tear his ACL, but he broke his foot. and Or maybe ankle, <laughs> foot, ankle, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry, good this one hasn't been brought up a whole lot for Lions free agency. At least I haven't seen. But DJ Chark is a guy coming off of he had a solid season, and then he it was very like Michael Gallup's, where he had that thousand yard season where we thought, okay, he's going to turn the corner, and then that next year he didn't do much, and then that following year he got injured. So it's interesting to see what we could get out of him if he did come to Detroit. I think he would be a great red zone threat. He had a few great catches when he was playing for Jacksonville. I know he was making highlights. I saw a few of his sports center top 10 plays. Um, but all in all, he's still 25 years old. I think he would be a, a solid addition. If we could get him at the right price and, you know, maybe show him that we want to, you know, be all in on him and give him the opportunity. I think we might be able to find a little diamond in the rough because I still think Chark is not a lot of people know if he could be a superstar or if he's just going to be an average type guy. So back to you. We'll go back to Nick. Bring it on back, man. Um, this is another guy who's literally decreased in every single state. I'm not going to go list them off, but this is literally every single thing he's ever done in the NFL has just decreased year after year after year. There's a little bit more to him, though, because he had crazy coaching carousel 
um, new rookie quarterback. He had the injury. Um, he, I'll stick up for him a little bit more than I will Michael Gallup because I've seen more from DJ Shark than I have Michael Gallup. This is a guy that I would like. Market value via spot track is sitting at twelve million. That's pricey. That is pricey. Spicy. That's a spicy meatball, as you spaghetti boys would say. That's a spicy meatball. I, I'm just. <laughs> I'm not. I love him. I really want. He's like top three on my list. I really, 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 really would not mind DJ Shark, but I could not pay that much money. I couldn't do it. If he wants to take 10 mil for like four years, I would go for it. He's a little bit older, but I do like him a lot. I'm a little biased because I saw him at a senior bowl, my very first senior bowl I ever went to. So I still root for him. Maybe I shouldn't, but I love him. Um, But he's right in the middle. I couldn't do it for 12 million. I'd be out. That's where I'm at. Twelve's too much, but I feel like ten would be enough. Because I saw, I think Chark's just a step above Gallup. Julius, I don't know, man. With the, I, I looked at he has a lot of limitations. Like, let's not act like this dude just a you know a Pro Bowl. Like, like, like he has limitations. He couldn't get open. I think his he had one of the the lowest. Open rates. He catches a lot of contested balls thanks to his size. Adam, you mentioned the red zone. I'm not willing to pay a, a nine nine plus million a year for a red zone target receiver because we already have Josh Reynolds. Okay, we already have Quintez Cephas. Well, Josh Reynolds could be gone. He's it's pretty possible, deep. but like what's well, the fall and off? And Khalif Raymond. Yeah, what's the fall off? I mean, I mean, I give DJ Shark six million dollars a year, and I honestly. It, it, it a lot of things depends, and Devontae Adams is the is the clear cut number one. I, I know we're going to talk about him, but he's the clear cut, you know, guy that I would just go like twelve million plus to in this whole receiver class. Chris Godwin and Mike Williams are those are discussions. Everybody else: Odell Beckham, Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, DJ Shark, all the way down. It's all question marks on how much. How much? Because I don't want Brad Holmes wasting money like like Bob Quinn did. Yeah, Bob Quinn had a lot of waste wasted. You know, he was trying to buy wins, and that's not how you're going to build a winner in Detroit. You are going to draft a winner. So we're going to the free agency is going to come secondary. But I mean, if you want to go for a guy like Devontae, you know, go right ahead. But don't waste money. Don't give DJ Sharp thirteen million dollars a year. Do and I agree in that too. Because yeah. we've seen Brad Holmes kind of miss on free agent wide receivers and Tyrell and Perryman and mm-hmm. even the trades of Benson. And uh, well, we didn't trade for Hodge, but we still went out and grabbed him. But those were all swing and misses. And then granted, he did, you know, hit a grand slam with a Monra, but maybe he's just has the eye for the draft. And is once the players get in the NFL, he just isn't the best at seeing that type of. I, I, so I've also said that Adam so many times, but I'm, I'm I'm starting to come to this realization that he 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 signed those guys. I don't know about the Trinity Benson um, or Kyle Hodge, but he signed those two guys just to put out on the field to like complete the tank that we did. So I do yeah. still have faith in his free agent wide yeah. receiver. I'm, I won't let one year take me down. But you're right; he's on high alert. He's on does, thin yeah. Ice. It makes you, you know what I mean. <laughs> um, DJ Shark. 61st in the NFL in target separation, averaging 1.6 yards of separation. 
So he sucks when it comes to separation. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's not good. And and I think Goff needs separation. He needs guy. He needs explosive route runners. Um, that's why, like, Jahan Dotson would be a, a – and Drake London both will be really good if we could get either of those, in my opinion. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Let's draft it. Let's talk a wide receiver who did not get injured this year. Well, actually, he did get injured. He was kind of <sighs> – but not we were so like close. a season-ending injury. So like close. But uh, that's Allen Robinson. And a Rob, are you sure he wasn't didn't have a season time. ending injury? I had him on my fantasy team, and I'm pretty sure he was injured all season. Maybe. Like, at least it seemed like it on my roster. Yeah, it's it definitely did seem like it. Yes, I took I had Al yeah, Robinson a few leagues too. Oh, swing and a miss with him. I, I took a Rob and Justin Fields in like four different drafts. One of my top teams, I was running the, like the first eight weeks with Allen Robinson and Robert Woods, who both were just putting up poop numbers. Elijah Moore saved the day. but anyways. Never draft Bears Never dra- fantasy unless they're guess, Walter Payton. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's quickly stay on fantasy. Darnell Mooney could be like a real sneaky, like top 20 wide receiver this year, depending on where he gets say, drafted. It's going to hurt so much, but I'm going to be drafting Justin Fields everywhere. Because I have a theory of running quarterbacks that don't have a lot of film on them exceed like insanely their first year-ish. So if there's only four to six, six games on them of that first season, then they come in the second season, they're the starter, like Justin Fields, like there's tons of guys. But that's my theory. And as much as I don't like Fields and want him to fail – I think he could be a solid fantasy option. Are you still in on Jalen Hurts next year for fantasy right now? As long as he's running, man. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but You're back to A-Rob. Right. Um, he, he has shown big potential in the past. And pulling up stats here. He has had three seasons over 1,100 yards, two over 1,200, and one 1,400 season his second year. And it seemed like A-Rob was going to be a superstar Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins type guy. But unfortunately, he was paired up with Blake Bortles, then went to Chicago and was with Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky and all that mess and just hasn't really had a solid quarterback. And even though Jared Goff isn't the best quarterback, I still think he's an upgrade from Bortles, a rookie Justin Fields, kind of a rookie Mitch Trubisky, and uh, Andy Dalton and the rest of the mess. So Allen Robinson would be an interesting player to bring back. He does have some Michigan ties in which he went to high school at St. Mary's. So it would be cool to bring him back here. I'm sure he would be popping in at tons of the St. Mary's games and uh, the Catholic League games. So uh, Julius, back to you, Allen Robinson. Um, Is he too old for you? No, he's not too old. Uh, He might be too expensive. However... Out of all the receivers in the free agent class, he's the one I'm most intrigued by because he could very well, we could get him at, we can get a number one receiver at a discount if if he still has some juice for a few years. And I feel like he matches well with Campbell. And I feel like he's a, he's a Detroiter, which helps. And, you know, their spot track got him at four years, 16 million range. Can I get can I get three years? You know, uh, can I get three years? Thirteen million out of Allen Robinson, you know, and then I'll be I'll be more with it. I'll be more with it. He does have an injury history. Let's not forget that he's getting up there in age. He doesn't have. He also doesn't have the best separation, but that's never stopped him. 
Let me uh, just jump in real quick about separation. We said uh, we said DJ Shark was 61st in the league. Allen Robinson is fourth fourth best in the league when it comes to average cushion pre-snap, meaning he gets 5.5 yards of cushion pre-snap on an average of every play. He is 113th in the NFL in target separation. That's like the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen right now. Like they're giving him so much cushion and he's still like less than a yard away. They're still yes, like last year. Terrible. So Don't, no that attests that attests to Allen Robinson's strengths, which is if you play him on the line, he's going to destroy you. He has one of the best releases off the line. He's tough as nails to stick with. But that's why they 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 stay five to ten yards off of him and and then he, once he runs his route, they stick him, but he still catches it because, like I said, he's strong. Mm-hmm. But strong. I don't know if that's what Jared Goff needs. I don't know if that's what Allen Robinson needs. And for $16 million a year, I'm going at a slight no. But I am very intrigued if we can get him on a slight discount. Yeah. He would be – yeah, he would be one of the – I wish we could do some sort of like 13 and then – a massive incentive bonus to where he could earn 15, 16. And if he could show us that he's still got that potential of, you know, 13, 1400 yards that I'm okay with paying that much. I am in on him with a prove it contract, meaning I will pay upwards to $18 million for him to come be our wide receiver. One 2022 one year. One year, you get one year, but I'll 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 give you upwards of eighteen to nineteen million dollars to come do it. And if things work out, I want a hometown discount when we have to come sign you back. But we can't give you that much money off of what we just saw. And we like to hope that it was just you know the shitty play calling of Matt Nagy, the the horrible passing of Justin Fields and and Andy Dalton, and that whole team just you know dismantling before everyone's eyes. We like to believe that what that was the case. We also know that Justin Fields had the the Stafford to Cup connection with Darnell Mooney and Alan Robinson was left on an island. He was left to be a decoy on damn near every single play. Draw two people and just be a decoy. That's why I'm okay with him. I don't think what we saw last year is what we would see in the next two to three to four years of Alan Robinson. However, when he hits that 31-32 year, which is three, four years away, that's when things are going to hit a strong decline. He has been through so much. He has been targeted so much. Like you think of running backs who run all the time for years and years and years. Like just injury catches up with him. Father time catches up. And Robinson has been doing this for a long time on really crappy teams uh, with a lot of volume and taking a lot of hard hits and double coverages. And he balls. He's Detroit strong. And that's cool. And so I want to bet, but I don't want to bet maybe two. You know, we can get down to like 17, 8, 16, 17 for two. But I like the one year, 18, 18 and a half million. Come be our wide receiver one. Be a decoy if you have to. Tell us everything about Chicago. Tell me what I need to know about those cornerbacks. And, and let's let's rock and roll. All right, Welcome you convinced home. me, Nick. Dang it, you, you, you convinced me. I'll give Allen Robinson one year, 18 million. Come back, D-boy. Better yet. Better yet, let's do a two-year proven <laughs> deal. First year, he gets a lot of guaranteed money. We're like, look, you know, we can guarantee you this money, but we we're paying other guys golf. And uh, once he's off our books, 
we'll pay you the boatload. That oh, the, year, yeah, like a team year. option. Team option, yeah, exactly. but with a huge second. Oh, I'm all right with that. I'm all I right like with that. that. See, that's like that's that's the clever way I want to get to him. Yes. But he is he is top up there. He he should be targeted for sure. 100%. All right. Uh, next man up, we have Christian Kirk. Uh, he kind of had a breakout season in which it seemed like this dude was left for dead. As in, the Cardinals went out, signed A.J. Green, and then they went out and drafted Rondale Moore, a speedster like himself. So we all thought, um, even myself as a fantasy analyst, I thought Christian Kirk was going to be a nobody terrible pick. Don't even roster him. But this dude actually produced in quite a few games. He had 77 catches for 982 yards and five touchdowns. He still hasn't hit that 1,000-yard mark, but I believe he's going to hit it next year wherever he's at. He was right on the cusp of this year and has had six touchdowns and five touchdowns in his last two seasons, so he's got a nose for the end zone. And not to mention, Christian Kirk is still pretty young. He's 25 years old. I believe he's still in that Michael Gallup, Chris Godwin age range. And although he might not have the ceiling of those guys, I think he would be an interesting pair with Amon Ra in which they're both like speed demons, flashy over the middle type guys. And I think it would be fun to watch if we got Christian Kirk and then drafted like a you know, a big guy like Drake London or something with that 30-second pick. So uh, I don't remember who we left off on. So, Nick, take it away. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, he's more – like, Chris Godwin's a slot wide receiver, but I can put him at the extra Y and be fine as long as we have a talk. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with Christian Kirk playing our Y wide receiver. Like, I want, I want St. Brown right there in that middle, and I, I want a, a very tall guy as X. And, and I don't want Christian Kirk there. I, I am intrigued by him. I do like him. But dude's 5'9". He, he's, he's a slot receiver. He's going to shine in probably Tampa Bay where in Chris Godwin's spot. That's my guess. With, um, you know, who, Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback there. Like, that's, that's what I think Tampa's going to end up doing. I'm I'm okay with him not coming to Detroit. He's a pass for me. Do we have a market value on him? I didn't even look. Depend, like I mean, if he wants to give us like five million dollars, sure, come on down. But his market value, I bet he's gonna be like more around like ten. So I'm not uh, I'm not buying him. I'm not I'm selling him. Pulling it up here, uh, Julius, give me some of your thoughts on Christian Kirk. Well, I all right, eleven point eight, which <laughs> Nick. Yeah, uh, I'll take DJ Shark. See, yeah. That, Hmm. No, I don't like that. Uh, I will say uh, Tim Patrick just got 11 million, which might mess some things up. Yeah, we are. Yeah. I mean, realistically, these guys are going to get that money, but just I don't think the Lions need to be. I don't exactly. I don't think we need to be the ones doing it. And especially with this draft where it seems like, you know, it's tons of wide receivers are in there. We just saw Brad Holmes. Yeah, we have no reason to diamond with a fourth rounder. Exactly. Yeah. If we don't get, I, I think this for all our free agent wide receivers. If we don't get a you know solid deal, then just pass and and you know pay up next year and try to you know hit hit a diamond in the draft. Unless it's like a wide receiver one, unless it's a guy who could literally take the top Devonte Adams. I'll pay that dude thirty two million dollars yeah. to come here. That's <laughs> that's fine with me. You know what I mean? But yeah, Julius Kirk. Wait, did not Chris Kirk? Who are we talking about? Christian yeah, Kirk. Kirk. We're talking yeah. about Christian oh, Kirk. Yeah. Okay. Christian Kirk, 11.8 million market value right now. No. No. We have Khalif Raymond. Okay. And if you don't well, want we'd have to if you don't want if you don't want Khalif Raymond, Brad Holmes, 
I would not recommend replacing him with by overpaying Christian Kirk. Now, if you want to give Christian Kirk a one-year prove-it deal on a on a little cheaper side of things, let's say one year seven or eight, you know, maybe. But I just don't think he fits with the plans right now. You know what I'm saying? And we don't need to go all the way into left field to nab him like we're like we're Bob Quinn, the smartest guy in the room. Let's just stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. Keep. I'm a no. I'm a no on Christian Kurt. I'm a no. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Let's move on to our next guy. Who this one's interesting. This guy is like a Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk light slash injured all the time. Christian Kirk, and that's Will Fuller. And this dude was mind-boggling last year. He had a finger injury like week two or week three or something, and then we never heard of him again. It was like his finger just like evaporated or fell off or something, but he is going to be a free agent. I don't expect him to demand a lot, if like any money, as in he he can't really. He didn't play all last season hardly, and he, he hasn't really had a big breakout season, but we have seen that he can have these big games. I want to say he did have one game with Deshaun Watson. It was like a three touchdown, you know, like 200-ish yard game. It was a big game, but we've seen the ceiling and I guess floor of Will Fuller. So would you guys be okay with doing a one another one-year deal with him? Because that's probably what he's going to be looking for. Uh, just gamble on Will Fuller. So, Julius, let's hear you first. For one year, $6 million, yes, I'll do it. One year, $5 million, yes, I'll do it. That's it. That's it, though. That's it. He's too injury prone. He's, you know, I'm not about to waste money on this guy. Okay, so, and I'm sure every team in the league is thinking the same thing. So he's going to have to go somewhere where he's going to have opportunity and he's going to have to prove himself. But he is fast at full speed on a, on a, on a streak route. He is hard to cover if he's on the field. One year, six million dollars. Yes. Yeah, I, Will Fuller is like he he's he, a one year deal uh, is, is even a two year deal. I'm okay with both of those, um, but I wouldn't go over six billion because you're only you. I think he's only playing eleven games, ten games, you know, eleven games at most. That's just that's 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 what's going to happen, unfortunately. But he can take the top off. He can really help open up um, holes for Amonra St. Brown. Um, if if we start to use him more as a decoy and less actually getting the ball to him, it really could help out the rest of the team, honestly. But you, you're not going to pay. Like his last contract's at 10 mil. I bet this one's around 9 to 11 mil. I just, I'm not paying that. I think he, I think it'll drop down. I you think I'd it'll say drop- like 8 to 9. Cause, I mean, I will say that the cap did go up, so that could change some things. And I would expect him to wait and kind of gauge his interest. There is no really market cap on him right now for spot track, as it kind of makes sense because he skipped the whole season. There's not a whole lot of guys you can compare him with. But, um, yeah, if we could get him cheap, I would I would definitely be interested. Moving on, Mike Williams. This was a guy who has had a – Rough first two seasons, but has finally got it together in which his last four seasons, he or last three seasons, he's played 15 games, 11 games, and 14 games, which 
11 games isn't the best, but 15-14 is solid. So Mike Williams, boys, uh, he posted a nine-touchdown season and a 10-touchdown season. He has that big body, you know, end zone potential. We saw it with uh, the Chargers and Justin Herbert. I think he would be a solid comp for just this whole offense. The problem is I think he's going to demand big money, and we already did see this come out in which he said he's – I don't know if he said it, but I saw an NBC Sports report saying he's going to be looking for wide receiver one money. So, Nick, would you be okay with taking a gamble on Mike Williams because this guy is a guy that – could become a wide receiver one if he stays healthy and, and stays the course. What is wide receiver one money? Does anyone know what the top wide receivers are paying, getting paid right now? It's like, yeah, like 15 to like, no, I'd say 14. Danny Gallo, they got like 18 last year, didn't he? I believe DeAndre Hopkins is at 22. 22, yeah, 23. Yeah. Okay, hell no, I wouldn't pay him that. That's crazy. Um, but dude's good. Like, this is another guy who, and now he's been a wide receiver too. And you don't know what he's really going to be as wide receiver one because Keenan Allen's always been there. But when I put up a – hi, Mary. Uh, when we put up a tweet earlier, there was – man, they came from, like, I don't know what the saying is. They came from the Groves? I don't know, whatever. They came from everywhere to say, that dude is super injury prone. And I was going to come out and ex- you said it exactly, Adam. You guys missed two games in the last four years. Like, what? what uh, I don't know. Whatever. It comes down to, like, something like five games in the last four years. It's really not that much. He is contested catch machine. He is deep ball machine. Uh, you know, a lot of people, Justin Herbert made him. Justin Herbert made 1,000 yards because of Justin Herbert. He had 1,000 yards before Justin Herbert even got there. Uh, he's not bad. And if and if he goes by his spot track market value, which is like $16 million for three or four years, I'm okay with taking the, the gamble on him. Um, it's not like my top choice. I, it really isn't. But I think him connected with another – High-end wide receiver in this in the like the end of the first or the early second, along with Amonra St. Brown, dude. Our wide receiver corps could look better than what the Rams did going to the Super Bowl. It really, honestly, could. Like, and, and with our offensive line and our running backs, if you had Mike Williams and another wide receiver who can become a, a number one wide receiver like Drake London, along with Amonra St. Brown, who's already a number one receiver, and Mike Williams, who is now trying to be a number one wide receiver. Those could be three amazing, amazing wide receivers, even for Jared. Like, Jared, even Jared Goff couldn't mess up. Like, we could go out there and win some games with those boys. So, I like Mike Williams. I'm not paying $22 million for him, but I am paying 16 to $17 million for him for three years. Yeah. Four years. That's what he's at on Spot Track, $16.7 million right now. For me, uh, that's tough. I, I don't think I would be, like, mad at it, but I wouldn't be thrilled with it. So, Julius, what what are you thinking about Mike Williams? I'm thinking that he could be a diamond in the rough, but I'm also thinking that somebody is going to pay 18 and $19 yeah. million dollars for him, and the Lions won't, will not. Although, if he is on our team, he could very well be our number one wide receiver that we, that we are looking for, and – like, like it's it's almost a perfect out of all the receivers. I mean, Deva- of course, Devontae Adams. He's like, you know, that's the guy we might end up paying twenty one million dollars to a year. I'll pay that dude more than twenty one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say, like, I'm sure every Lions fan out there is okay with that. If we got breaking news that he was signing with the Lions, you know, on March eighth or whatever it is, we we have an emergency episode and. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm doing it in my birthday suit, too. Packer fans would be devastated and, you know, life would be great. I just don't know how likely that is to happen. Mike Williams is a little more likely. I just hope we don't overpay him because yeah. he does come with a risk. He's not a sure thing like Devontae Adams. He's what did Kenny sure get? Chris Godwin. What, was what that? did Kenny get last year? Kenny got $18 million a year from the Giants. I think that's, that's exactly, where Mike Williams is yeah. going to go. Yeah, and Somebody I think that is an overpay. But I, I do think Mike Williams, wherever he goes, is – tenfold better than what Kenny Galladay is with the Giants. Like he is a way better wide receiver, but that's where the market's going to be for him. I think 18 to 19, especially with the cap going up, might even get to like, you might even get to like 20. You really might. I agree. He and gets more separation than Galladay does. Then we're talking about separation yeah. with all these guys. Mike Williams. I don't have the stats at hand, but and you can go look them up, Nick. I, I got guarantee <laughs> for the large receiver that he is, he gets way more separation than, you know, uh, who have we? Who has? Who have we brought up already? I mean, uh, DJ Sharks better separation than him. Really? Ranks ninety second in the league. Just so. we're gonna edit that out. What I said. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he's just a, a heck of a contested catch. Heck of a contested catch rate. They're just there's so many of those guys though. Seventeenth in the I, NFL in contested catch rate. That's Jared That's Goff. very good. Jared Goff is going to need separation. And Jared, but Jared Goff also just throws in the contested. Like he's bad. He's just not that good. So like you need someone who can jump up. That's why I like him and Allen Robinson as our wide receiver ones because they'll catch the ball. Man, if it's thrown anywhere, like they they just they can catch the ball. Those boys can catch. You know what I mean? So that's true. Also, uh, I forgot to mention this before the show. Uh, breaking, not breaking news, but news. The USFL, Michigan Panthers, with the first overall draft pick in the USFL New Football League, drafted former Michigan quarterback Shea Patterson. For real? <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that. Let's go he Panthers. Was, Come on, Michigan. Good. Yeah, he was drafted to the Michigan Panthers with the first overall pick. So go, Panthers. go Panthers. Go Panthers. Yeah, let's go Panthers. I was super bummed to find out they were doing all this in a bubble, and they're not actually going to be playing in Michigan. I was yeah. geeked it's to go watch. Like, really? Games. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, all things. it's out in Bama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Bama. Yeah. Boo. Yeah. All right. Uh, back to But still, I'm buying though. a Michigan Panthers jersey. Don't worry, boys. I'm <laughs> doing that. Probably a Shea Patterson one, actually. Hey, that would be kind of depending. Uh, they're kind of like a blue and red, aren't they? Yeah, they're not the greatest colors, but I don't care. Yeah. Maybe a jersey, maybe a shirt, maybe not a jersey, but you know. Uh, we'll get we'll get some sort of Michigan Panthers. Apparel. I'll get it back here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but there were some other. There was plenty of other wide receivers that are available for uh, free agency. But I'm just gonna list off a few. If any of them stick out to you guys, just jump at them, bring them up after. Uh, but Sammy Watkins, free agent. Cedric Wilson, free agent. Josh Reynolds, our boy, free agent. Hopefully we can bring him back. He's one guy who I'd like. Jacoby Myers, that one's an interesting one. Uh, not a big touchdown guy. He had like one touchdown and like 5,000 catches or attempts or whatever, but interesting player. He seems like he was kind of slowed down by a heavy run scheme in New England. So Jacoby Myers, it's an interesting one. Byron Pringle, that one's kind of interesting as just been playing behind Tyree kill forever. So maybe he's picked up a few tricks. Zay Jones. He's seemed like a boss then kind of got some juice back in Las Vegas and seems like he could be, you know, a decent guy, James Washington. And then to top it all off, Judah Smith Schuster. So not really a guy that fits with these guys, but um, still another free agent wide receiver. We could go out and get, but what? Yeah. 
the guys that I just mentioned are are the guys that are like the would be the number three, maybe the number four so, on our yeah. team, but kind of like the the compliments. Are you like so, I, there's a few I like a lot. I'm definitely out on Juju Smith Schuster, but um, Khalif Raymond market value at three million dollars, dude. Let's bring him back. He was awesome. It's a great pairing. Josh Reynolds really helped out when he came to our team. We went like three and three and one when he came here. Like that's amazing. So let's do that. Jacoby Myers seems like a Dan Campbell type of uh, receiver. I love him. I love his work ethic. Uh, I don't care about the touchdowns. I care about the player. So he would be really good for me, uh, really good to me. And there was one more guy that I can't remember, but those are like my top three Sammy guys. Watkins? No, definitely not Sammy Watkins. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a guy that you didn't bring up. Uh, 24-year-old Jalen Guyton, also a oh. free agent, could be a very good sign. Uh, takes the Takes the top off the ceiling. Julius, you got any uh, guys that stuck out to you? You know, it's a long list. It's a very deep class, free agent class this year. So, you know, we could see a number of guys, you know, when I look at I – wouldn't, I wouldn't be against re-signing Raymond or Reynolds or both. All right, um, now, Julius, let me throw you this. What about a little – we pass on wide receiver. Pass on wide receiver of the draft, basically. We go out, we pay up Dalton Schultz or another tight end. Would you guys you be stole, opposed to run a from tight end set? You stole it from my Twitter because I've been. I, that's I why I bring it up, man. That's why I bring it up. I done tweeted about Dalton Schultz like four times in the last week because it's possible that him and you know just thinking Dan Campbell tight end guy, you know, say he wanna he wanna give TJ Hawkinson Dalton Schultz and just come out with some funky two tight end, you know, three tight end. Not even power sets. Just you could work with anything around. Don Show showed he can he can ball with Dallas this year, and honestly, I give Don Show seven million dollars to come be our tight end too. And the crazy part is, it's not you know the most unrealistic thing. As in, and he could block the He's Cowboys a blocker at tight end in the NFL. Yeah, and the season. Cowboys if they want to You're keep too Dallas, low on. Yeah, Maybe. you're too low. Dalton Schultz market value right now twelve point six million. He ain't coming for seven mil. <laughs> However, for eleven mil, you can get a better pass catching wide receiver out of South Beach, Miami. Mike Jasicki hitting the market would be an amazing sign. His catchability is uh, well. Not if we want to pay him like thirteen mil to come run this two tight end set like the Patriots did. Try. You just get Hawk. And Gasecki, two amazing catching, probably like two of the top five or six catching tight ends, along with, you know, the Monra St. Brown. Our dude, linebackers and safeties would be running into each other. They wouldn't know what to do. They wouldn't know what hit them, dude. I don't care. We'll put Josh Reynolds and Quintez Cephas on the outside, and let's run Gasecki, Hawkinson, and St. Brown up the middle. And golly gee, we'd, we'd be, be freaking fierce, I tell you what. But no, yeah. you're not getting Schultz for seven minutes. But yeah, try uh, <laughs> we could, hey, if we want to pay up and the Cowboys are just like, look, we're going to be paying CD soon. We have to pay Dak all this money. We're still paying Zeke and we want to keep Gallup, but we already signed Blake Jarwin. So do we really want to keep Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin or do we want to keep Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin? So I wouldn't be surprised if they just kind of let Dalton Schultz walk continued their contract like Jarwin because for those that don't know Jarwin was the starter he was the guy and then he went down like week one with an ACL tear last year Dalton Schultz comes in has a solid season 
And then this year, I don't even know if Dar- if Jarwin got injured. I, he was a little bit injured, but Schultz just took off and he commanded that tight end one spot. So I don't know what the Cowboys will be thinking, but it would be it would be interesting. I'm all right with it. I mean, I, I Dalton Schultz, maybe not some. I mean, I do like Dalton Schultz. I really do like him, but I think it's like he's better. I like okay. Better. All right. Uh, what about a little bit cheaper? I'm trying to find his market cap. Uh, where is he? Uh, David Njoku. This would be an interesting one. No? Pass. I think... Easy pass. He stinks. No no work ethic. Get him off my team. Oh, come on. I, ah, I... dude. Friggin' Harrison Bryant's a better tight end in Cleveland than David Njoku, man. That's why they brought in Austin Hooper, man, because Njoku's just bad. He's just – he's bad, bro. Blah. Don't want him. I'll pass. O.J. Howard. There we're – now we're talking business, brother. <laughs> Dan Campbell will get the most out of this dude. He would be – we wouldn't have to run as many two tight end cents. I wouldn't want him to be like a – but a back to be like a, a really solid backup tight end. OJ Howard is a phenomenal idea. 27 years old, still could be coming into, you know, some of his prime um, has been like, could have broke out at Tampa Bay, but Gronk just came in with Tom Brady and there was nothing that OJ Howard could do. He was just on a contract. So he just played his part, won a ring, um, but he's leaving uh, unless they really do bring him back because Gronk, but Tampa Bay's in some kind of flux. They don't know what's going on over there. So what his market cap is. I'm going to guess six and a half. 2.2. Ring him up. I'll sign him for three, bro. I'll give him a little extra. Oh, yeah, just because of his name. Hell, we could we could cut Will Harris and pay him. Yeah. That's, Actually, good, no. that's fair. That's fair. We could do that. Who needs safeties in the NFL anymore? Yeah, I like OJ Howard. Um, all right. Uh, and then all right, I'll bring up one more tight end. Um Evan Ingram. This one's an interesting one. A similar type guy to OJ Howard, but just did have the right coaching quarterback, whatever around him was overshadowed by OBJ and then Saquon and was never really the guy he was supposed to be. So we have seen the talent in him. He has had one six touchdown season, two seasons of over 60 plus catches. So he could get it done, but Nick, you open to bring in Evan Ingram. What's his market value? I was just about to pick uh, it up. Let's yeah, see. I got it right cool. here. It is seven. No, six point seven million. Uh, yeah. If you want, if I want, uh, yeah. If he wants to come over here for, I'll give him six point five max. That's the most I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him seven. I'll give him seven million to come be our backup tight end. That is very okay. We need to have backup tight end. Like I really, really, really like. Um, who's the undrafted tight end that really stepped up this year, especially Brock at Wright. the end? Oh, Brock Wright. Thank you. I like him a lot, and he showed guts. He showed glory. Like him and Jared Goff were on some kind of connection, some crazy throws where he was making like, dude, he was catching it like behind his back with double defenders. Like he showed a lot of promise. However, I still am okay with bringing another tight end and and paying upwards of seven million if it's a guy like Evan Ingram. I don't love him, but to be my backup tight end, hey, I'm okay with that. Julius, any quick final thoughts on Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram. More or less a disappointment in New York. I give him $4 million. See what he can do. He does have some straight line versatility against linebackers that's been shown, but I don't know if I want to give him $7 million. Honestly, I'd rather pay up for Dalton Schultz. <laughs> that's not too much more for him. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's not the worst thing. 
Uh, and also for anyone who's like listening, thinking like, why are we talking about tight ends? Like, let's think about it. Dan Campbell, tight end coach, head coach, offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, tight end coach, offense coordinator. You know what I mean? Like, we're we're built by a freaking tight, tight end. You, baby. We're tight on you. Yeah, exactly. So we're bringing in another tight end. I can guarantee it. Be ready for us to pay up for one or draft one early, like early, early, second round maybe, Trey McBride. Yeah, and uh, all right, I think that's going to conclude the show for today. But uh, one thing I did mention earlier that I should have, uh, the boys, Honolulu Blue Pod, are going on Woodward Sports tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. So if you're watching this live, you're likely only ones hearing it because it'll be posted around the same time we'll be going live. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can check us out on that Woodward Sports app, or I'm sure you could find I'm sure we'll be tweeting about it, all that good stuff. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at Honolulu Blues underscore. Check us out individually at Adam Stark, Everyday FFB for myself, Nick Faber. Did you change your name, Nick Faber 90? Oh, what? I don't know why I put 90. <laughs> NFL 90? Yeah, I was confused. That threw me off. Nick Faber. I think I may NFL. have been typing something. I was, I was typing because I was trying to do research, <laughs> and I think I just confused the two. And then Julius <laughs> at the fifth top. <laughs> NFL. <laughs> Whoever Nick Faber 90 is, I hope he gets some followers for this because there's got to be one out there. He exists, I, mean? I guarantee. I guarantee he's got to turn it. So I hope we're popping it, like we're popping it for him, getting him a couple followers. <laughs> hey, never know. All right. <laughs> uh, we will catch you guys all next week to probably follow up with this free agency episode, talk maybe some de- defensive free agents. And uh, spoiler JC Jackson might be not returning to New England. So if clients want to throw the bag at JC Jackson, We'll get into that, I feel like, in our defensive free agent episode, but I do not want us to sign any cornerbacks this year. We got a plethora of them right now. All right, all right. I like it. Um, All right. uh, See you all next week. Go Lions. Go Lions.